In this episode of the Smart City podcast, I interviewed New South Wales Coordinator of the Smart Cities Council Emerging Innovators and People Focus Planner, Marika Svikas. I'll start by saying that everything we discuss is personal opinion only and does not represent the companies we work for or associated with these companies in any way. Marika is very interested in harnessing big data to better inform design and using how people feel in a city as a metric for success. For example, how happy people feel rather than just how efficiently things are running. We also discussed how the Smart Cities Council Emerging Innovators came to be and the importance of getting young professionals involved. Marika believes that leadership in this space starts with education and that we can't keep using traditional ways of thinking and working to deliver effective smart cities. She flips the emerging trends question around on me, so you'll hear what I think about that. As always, I hope you enjoy listening to this episode as much as I enjoyed making it. It's the Smart City Podcast, whoa, with smart city experts, here we go. Connecting smart technology, both big and small. Smart cities are making life better for all. Big data, emerging trends, self-driving cars and more. The Smart City Podcast is what you're looking for. Hey, Marika, how are you going? I'm good, sorry. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. Um, well, let's just jump straight into it and um, I'll give you a chance to introduce yourself um, officially. Um, just tell us a little bit about your background and uh, what you do. Yeah, so I'm currently a property graduate at Lemlease here in Sydney. Uh, my background is in architecture, so I've done an undergraduate degree um, in design in architecture so I guess that led me to a love for the city and urbanism and topically smart cities. Yeah, cool. Was there anything in particular that sparked your interest in smart cities? Um, for me, it was more around people in the city and how smart cities played into that. So during uni, you know, getting exposure to um, incredible people like Jane Jacobs and her book, uh, The Death and Life of Great American Cities. I think for me, that was the start of getting interested in smart cities in a bit of a roundabout way. Um, so, you know, she observed people in the city and, you know, this whole human centric nature of planning and design, um, was what she was all about. So I think that definitely kick started my interest, uh, in smart cities. Yeah, cool. So are you, Interested in any particular technologies or concepts that you've come across? For me, I'm probably not as tech-focused. Fo um, I'm definitely interested in how we can harness big data uh, to better inform design and, and urban design and the way that we plan cities. Um, but for me, it's more around the people and, and how they feel in the city. So I'm really interested in how we can use people as a metric for like the success of a smart city project or a piece of technology that we've implemented. Um, so things like, you know, is happiness a metric? Well, I think it is. So that's something that, yeah, I'm definitely very interested and passionate about. Yeah, cool. So let's talk about um, what you're doing right now. What kind of projects and things are you working on? What am I doing right now? Well, some of it is a little bit confidential, but I'm in a team that looks at major projects. Um, so a lot of them are Sydney-based and we're in the new business team. So that means we're looking for opportunities um, to win new work and to develop new urban precincts for Sydney. 
So there's some very exciting things going on at the moment um, with a lot of infrastructure work in Sydney, in particular the metro. Uh, so I don't think it's any surprise that I'm going to be looking at some of that as part of a new business team because uh, there's some huge opportunities coming up in the next few years. Yeah, cool. And um, obviously we are both part of the Smart Cities Council Emerging Innovators. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about that because obviously you've been doing a lot of cool stuff we've been doing a lot of cool stuff but in Sydney how how you're like we launched um and how that went and that kind of thing yeah for sure um so yeah I guess a quick recap well we founded the group I think it was back in October um it was quite organic the way that a few people reached out to the smart cities council in Australia and New Zealand um so yeah we had an official launch in Sydney on the 26th of Feb. Uh, it went incredibly well. So we held it at Lend-Lease in Sydney. Uh, we invited a lot of leaders in the smart city space uh, from different you know, corporate groups, um, government, public-private sector, tech. Um, so it's a really good representation of people in the room. Um, and, yeah, we just gave them a, a recap on what the group's about, um, where we're going, what we've got planned for this year. Um, so it was received very well. There was a lot of excitement around uh, the Emerging Innovators group. And I think through that, we've gained a lot of traction. So people have gone and told other people about it. And we're getting more and more young people reaching out to us and wanting to get involved, which is super exciting. Yeah, definitely. What were the main kind of questions from the audience or the executives? Like, what do they want to know? Yeah, well, I guess... The, the more senior leaders in the room just wanted to know what next um, and were really pushing us to stay motivated and stay on track with what we wanted to achieve because uh, I guess with a group like this, uh, it can be easy to kind of let things uh, dwindle a little bit um, on the motivation side because, you know, everyone has a day job. So um, it was quite positive to hear, you know, everyone's excitement and energy and, and get the encouragement. Um, but a lot of them were just asking what next? So, um, you know, what events did we have planned? How we're we going to get involved in the Smart Cities Council? Um, they're asking about the conference at the end of the year. Uh, so, yeah, there was a lot going on actually. Yeah, cool. I'm interested now because I don't know myself, but how did you kind of get involved in the Smart City space? Like how did you meet, um, you know, Smart Cities Council and that kind of thing? Yeah, so I, I joined the Planning Institute of Australia because um, I was actually enrolled to do a master's here in Sydney um, and I decided against it for the time being, but I was looking at doing planning and urbanism, um, which I guess would further fuel my my love for smart cities. Um, so through that, I got involved in the Planning Institute and then I went along to a smart cities conference um, that was held in collaboration with the Institute. And so through that, I met Adam um, through another contact at Lendlease. And we got chatting and I just asked him, how can young people get involved in the space? You know, there's not much out there for us. Um, you know, and that event had a lot of middle-aged people in the room. You know, there's a lot of men. So there's a lot of that stuff going on. Um, and Adam was very receptive and said, actually, you know, I've had about five other people ask me the same thing in the last few weeks. Um, I need to put you all in touch. You know, we really want to launch something soon. And it just went from there. So we all just started contacting each other by email. Um, and, yeah, the group just kept growing, which was awesome. Yeah, definitely. Um, so we've now Australia and New Zealand, and um, we're looking at branching out globally, which is 
yeah, pretty yeah, exciting. For sure. Yeah. So where do you think that Australia ranks when it comes to smart cities? It's a big question. Um, look, it's a hard question. It's a really hard question. I think for me, you know, when you travel and you, you see what cities are doing globally, you do think, oh, things could be done so much better in Australia. Um, but I also think Australia is a really interesting one because we know that our cities and our urban environments are pre- predominantly along the East Coast. And, you know, we do have some good population numbers in those cities, but we're nothing compared to cities like Tokyo or even Barcelona or other global cities and London and New York. So I think that's a bit of a limitation. Um, but we can also view it as an opportunity. So if we get things right now or we start to get things right in the next few years, then as our population grows, um, we don't have to backtrack. So oh, I don't know where we rank. It's very, it's very hard um, to answer that. But, yeah, I think we can do things a lot better. And I think, you know, in terms of infrastructure, you look at Sydney, you know, we are really behind on a global scale. And, you know, the government and council and the state are all trying to fix that now. Um, but I just wonder if it's too little, too late. I mean, time will tell. Yeah, definitely. Do you think that Sydney's a good place to pilot like smart technology or smart concepts? Oh, definitely. I mean, with the pipeline of work at the moment and even, you know, regeneration precincts like Barangaroo, um, where I work and where I know a few of our, our other emerging innovators work, um, I mean, that precinct's pretty incredible from a sustainability point of view. Um, but, you know, I'd be really excited to see how big data is harnessed um, and how tech is implemented in these big infrastructure projects coming up. So I think that's an enormous opportunity. Like it's such a big scale. Um, there's going to be so many more, you know, metro stations and developments and, you know, public space, public domain being created in the next few years. So, yeah, I think Sydney would be an awesome kind of testing ground for that. Uh, it's just going to take a lot of hard work to get there, I think, and, and a bit of money as well. Yeah, definitely. So the foundation for a smart city, do you think that is data um, or do you have another idea about that? Oh, I think it's a combination of things. I think I think a smart city is probably done best when, you know, people and, and the human-centric approach is kind of innately linked with data. Um, it's one of those interesting com- concepts, even when you look at urban design and you know, people might go out on the street and be asking people that use a particular space, you know, what they like, what they don't like, um, you know, where they choose to walk, where they park their car, you know, things like that. And it's one of those interesting conundrums where people will tell you what you think you want to hear or they might answer you in a particular way that has some sort of bias. And, and when you actually look at data, um, the answer might be different. So I'm pretty fascinated by how data can kind of inform us better about how people use a city. Um, but again, I think a human-centric approach is a must because um, we're not robots and we're designing cities for people. Um, and I'm also interested in how that whole well-being and psychology layer comes into it as well. Yeah, definitely. Like I'm an engineer and um, I've been more and more interested in the human behaviour side mm. of things. Um and, and thinking, oh gosh, how do I, how do I learn more about that? You know, without, I suppose I could go back to uni, but without going back to uni, um, because yeah, mm. it's really, really interesting. And sometimes you might find the same that particularly engineers, we just focus on their, you know, practical 
rational yeah. solution rather than going, oh, actually, you know, we, we are humans and we are going to behave in irrational kind of ways. And yeah, using that data. Um, and even if I think that one of the key issues is sometimes we don't want to know if we've done the wrong thing. Yeah. If that makes sense. Exactly. Like, but we're monitoring, you know, ah, oh, bugger, we got that so wrong, you know. Um, so maybe it's a bit of head in sand approach. Um, so then we don't know whether we've done yeah, the wrong definitely. thing or not. I mean, it's, um, yes, yeah, it's that interesting question yeah. around how do you measure success? So I guess something that I heard which really struck a chord with me was, you know, is an efficient city actually a better city? Or, or what's the outcome of efficiency? Or do we just think, you know, people want everything at their fingertips and, you know, we want all these apps and we want to click a button and we don't want to spend any time waiting for things. But then on the flip side, you know, does that make us unhappier or does that make us unhealthier? You know, maybe as humans we actually want to dwell in a space or take our time getting home for some reason or, or I don't know. But, yeah, as humans we're definitely irrational. We make choices. So, it can be quite difficult to measure the success or predict, you know, how we're going to act in a space because you can build it, but it doesn't necessarily people doesn't mean people will come or that they will enjoy the place or the thing or whatever that you've built. Um, like you can predict, oh, people like a park. Well, they might not actually like that park. We don't know. Like how do we actually measure that? Or yeah, I don't know. I just think data can open up so many opportunities um, for better design and better planning at the end of the day. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I really um, like the way you put that, that just, yeah, do we want things at our fingertips or, yeah, sometimes do we want to take the long route home and that kind of thing and how, yeah, and measuring success is really um, interesting and will change because just because it's not functioning the way we thought it was but functioning maybe it's in a much better way or we've learned so much from it or, or that kind of thing. And I think um, reframing that success and failure will be key to um, trying out smart city concepts, I think. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's going to happen over time and it will happen as more smart cities things are implemented in the city. I mean, it's inevitable that some things will work and some won't. Um, but it's also an opportunity to do things better the next time. So, yeah, we'll just have to see what happens. Yeah, definitely. And do you think that uh, the young emerging, um, young professional voice is being heard at the moment or do you think, um, you know, the Smart City Emerging Innovators, for example, will help us create that kind of platform to, to bring that young voice to the table? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's one of those things where – I think we were talking about it once on one of our conference calls, Zoe, but, you know, we just think that there are barriers to getting young people involved in the conversation. And I don't think it necessarily has anything to do with, you know, young people not being qualified enough or passionate enough or like, I think that's a load of, a load of crap because I think what's happening is that we're demotivated or unmotivated um, from, you know, attending events where everyone in the room might be 20, 30 years into their career and, you know, I think people do have this unconscious bias towards towards young people and this whole idea of, you know, you've got to work your butt off and you've got to earn your stripes before you have anything that's worth listening to. Um, so I definitely think the Emerging Innovators is going to be a platform where we are taken seriously and, you know, the input that we have um, should be respected and listened to. 
Um, so I think, you know, Adam's done an incredible job bringing that as an issue to the forefront of people's minds. Um, and, you know, from all, we're already seeing like how successful it's going to be because we're having so many people reach out to us, getting really excited about it and really motivated. Um, and, you know, I think something like the Smart Cities Conference in October is going to be an enormous platform um, to really make, I guess, young professionals' voices heard. So I'm really excited to see what we can bring to the table there. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm really excited to start planning that and what that's going to kind of look like. Yeah, yeah. I think the Smart Cities Week will be an incredible opportunity, um, first of all, to do things differently. So I know that they're really going to push for something that's almost anti-conference style, which will be very interesting, uh, but hopefully more engaging and get along a lot of more young people um, along to the event. Um, but yeah, I think we're definitely going to have a pretty big contribution um, from everything I've heard. So we'll have to see how that plays out in the next few months. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Just I'm excited to do stuff that's going to be a little bit different um, and, yeah, kind of challenge the status quo, uh, I guess. Yeah, and, definitely. Um, yeah, see what, see what comes of it for sure. Yeah, that's what we're all about. Um, cool. Well, let's – yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, so how do you think we can better integrate across, like, different disciplines, governments, um, industry, that kind of thing? Oh, huge problem. I mean – Working for a private developer, um, you know, people definitely walk into a room and, you know, already have their opinions about, you know, whether it be about developers or money-hungry construction companies or or the like. Um, so I think there's a lot more that can be done in terms of, yeah, cross-discipline collaboration, um, public and private sector, um, tech industry, you know, industries that wouldn't normally come together. But I think that's the beauty of smart cities is that it is such a cross-disciplinary thing or subject um, that you really do need everyone's input. And, again, it's one of those things, I think even Adam said it, where, you know, they'll host a tech, a tech conference or a big data conference and, you know, they're literally like data analysts are literally the only people in the room. And I think, I think that's a really big missed opportunity. Um, like I think we need to start cross-pollinating events like that and conversations like that and I think people need to be a lot more open-minded um to what other disciplines may be able to bring to their field um but look I'd love to see government and you know the private sector talking a lot more collaborating a lot more you know right from the start of a huge project yeah, or, or a concept even because um, I think the best outcomes can be when both sides can add value um, and have their say because, you know, I know there's a lot of talk about developers just making money and being so money hungry, but we're also adding value because at the end of the day, we deliver that bit of infrastructure or that public domain or that new building. So we definitely have to be in the room when decisions are made um, or even when projects are just kicking off. I think it's super important. Yeah, definitely. So um, more like a collaborative approach rather than a a traditional client um, contractor relationship. Yeah, for sure. I think there can be missed opportunities otherwise because, you know, a developer's experience or a construction contractor's experience or even a, a tech company's experience um, can bring so much to the table. And if you're collaborating, then hopefully you're going to get the best outcome. Yeah, definitely. So do you think that Australia can become leaders in smart city um, concepts or space or um, yeah, technology? Yeah, I mean, 
there's so many smart people in Australia. I mean, we've even just seen it in our little group of of innovators. Like there are some impressive people with some impressive resumes. Um, and I think, yeah, it's really exciting that a lot of us are just at the start of, of our careers. Um, I do think, you know, degrees in smart cities and data analytics and urbanism are going to be very important um, moving forward. And I know some bigger universities in Sydney have just kicked off degrees, uh, master's degrees in those fields, um, you know, which hopefully will give more people an opportunity to get involved in the space rather than thinking they need to go overseas to study, um, you know, where they may not be able to access scholarships or afford to travel over there or whatever it may be. Um, so yeah, I think it absolutely starts at uni. It starts with, you know, education and, and master's degrees and, and the like. Um, but yeah, I don't see why not. I don't see why we can't be a leader in it. Um, and I think we just have to get on with it and just implement things in our cities and learn from them as we go. Yeah. Awesome. No, I, I love that answer. So what do you think the emerging trends are that people aren't talking about at the moment? Oh gosh, that's a tough one. What do you think they are, Zoe? Well, I asked myself <laughs> the question. I think that um, people aren't talking about, like everyone's talking about the sexy yeah. tech, yeah. right? Um, but the foundational kind of pieces of the foundational change mm. that needs to happen and open our minds mm. um, for like some of this stuff is challenging the status quo already and, you know, I see that people are worried, people are scared. Um, because it's going to fundamentally mm. shift, um, maybe not in their favour or, or what they or they don't they can't understand um, where the shift is. So change is change is scary. So um, yeah, I think that that kind of shift is going to be really incredible, uh, and I'm excited for it. Um, and I also think like I was thinking about um, today, you know, working online, um, you know. Obviously, in like tech companies and even, you know, online business, obviously, you know, it's acceptable to work online, yet it's not quite acceptable yet in traditional kind of workspaces. Um, you know, you're still expected to go to an office. Um, but, you know, the amount of congestion and, and, um, traffic and, and environmental issues and all that kind of stuff that we're creating by trying to push people into one space at a similar time every day and out again at a similar time is um just a really interesting concept that like why like yeah stepping back and going why do we do that that doesn't seem to make yeah, sense um, yeah. so yeah so I think yeah there's going to be some really interesting changes and I feel like um yeah I'm really excited to see um what the new traditional is going to yeah come definitely like. yeah yeah I completely agree with the workplace concept and how a lot of these shifts and disruptions that are happening just to our day-to-day lives, whether it be yeah, workplace or retail or dining or where we want to go and spend our time. I think all the disruption happening in those little silos, ultimately they come together in a smart city, right? So the smart city should be bringing all of that together and accommodating all of these disruptions, which is a huge task. But even a simple thing like workplace where, you know, it's a mindset shift, it's a managerial shift, it's a you know, it's really breaking down tradition and whatever it may be, which has been around for 80, 100 years, right? So there's a lot of fear that comes with that as well. And ultimately, once that fear is let go and younger people 
come up through the ranks and we understand flexibility, we understand remote working or we working or collaborative working, I don't know, um, I think the smart city gets easier as well because I don't think you can force it upon people you know, today, which is a bit sad, but in 2018, yeah, a lot of people still don't have flexibility or can't remotely work because, I don't know, of a manager or a workplace attitude. So until those barriers start getting broken down, how the hell are you supposed to deliver a smart city in the best possible way that people are going to use? I don't know. It just doesn't match up to me. I think it's going to take a lot of time. Yeah, definitely. Because I think about, um, you know, at the moment, traditionally, you get the best people that are in your current location, right? Um, and they not, might not be the best people for the job, whereas in a smart city con- you know, concept, then you can get the best people wherever they happen to be. And, yeah, I'm all for travelling, you know, um, to meet people in person. Like I, I don't think that's ever going to be. No, um, it won't go away. Like, that won't go away, exactly. However, the fact that we, you know, think of the Smart City Emerging Innovators, for example, mm. um, what we've been able to do been challenging like don't get us wrong like but it's possible and we are, you know haven't met you in real yeah, life yeah. yet um only online but I feel like I've got this connection with people like um you know and, and a network and we've created that really like you said organically but digitally um so it's been really exciting experiment um on my end as well to kind of go oh shit we can kind of do this um and you just got to have right mindset and um yeah not just look in your own backyard but looking yeah online in your digital backyard as well so yeah definitely I mean there's so many opportunities that come with just harnessing the internet and tech which everyone knows but I mean just how quickly we got people on board in New Zealand even was crazy you know they're dialing into our meetings Mm -hmm. weekly and kicking off their own network and you know they're huge contributors already to the group and they've only been involved in the last definitely. couple of months so yeah it's definitely opened my eyes as well to to what's possible when you genuinely want to do something or create something I think it just takes that mindset shift and that motivation at the same time yeah definitely I think motivation is a key like you mentioned the New Zealanders they yeah they've been amazing like they've really just grabbed the ball by the horns and kind of run with it which has been really great you haven't we hadn't had to be yeah there was no leading horse to anywhere they were just going and um I'm getting excited about the global shift as well um you know potentially Orlando and and other places um I don't know whether we're ready for it but we're gonna have to be right I know there's been people reaching out globally already and you know you don't want to turn them away or say no you can't get involved but I definitely think yeah yeah, it's it's easy to focus on a bit of a homegrown group first and try and get it right um and then you know scale up whether it's involving yeah the U.S. group or a group in India or the U.K. um or elsewhere but I mean yeah it's limitless like when you just see what we've done in Australia and New Zealand I don't see why not yeah for sure Awesome. Well, I only have one last question, which is how can people connect with you? How can people? Well, they can reach out on LinkedIn. I'm all for LinkedIn. Um, so you can look me up under Marika Speakers. Um, you can send me an email, um, which I'm not sure, Zoe, if you can post it on this on this podcast yeah. or okay. on your website. Put it on um, the show notes. Yeah. So happy for people to shoot me an email or 
add me on LinkedIn. Um, I'd be more than happy to talk to you. Um, if you're keen on getting involved in the emerging innovators uh, in New South Wales, then I'm your girl. So, um, yeah, heading up the group in New South Wales as a coordinator. So please let me know if you're interested. Yeah, awesome. And, yeah, I'm the Queensland and coordinator. So anyone from Queensland can hear me. And, oh, I'm the assistant national coordinator too. Hey, use your title. It's fun. <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah, it was so great to talk to you tonight. Um, really great conversation. Um, and I'll um, talk to you very soon. It's the Smart City Podcast. Whoa, Thanks so much for listening to the Smart City Podcast. Show notes for this episode and all other episodes can be found at thesmartcitypodcast.com. If you have any questions or comments for me or any of my guests, connect with me via email zoe at thesmartcitypodcast.com or via the socials. I'm on Twitter and Facebook at smartcitypod. As always, I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as I enjoyed making it. Smart City Podcast is what you're looking for.